previously on this week's Peep Show. Donald Trump is destroying the office of the presidency. We need to address it. Look, I, I get it, man. But if Trump's in every episode, he'll take over the whole show. What you need is aesthetic. Do we really need a new voice actor? It'll give the show new life. I promise. I'm going to become a fan favorite, get my own spinoff, and then I'll have fame, fortune, and self-worth. No more living at the mattress store for Danny Dayton Darby. Zach, what are you doing? I'm just thinking about what? That we have no substance. Zach, where are you going? I'm quitting the show! I, uh, I got a gig. I'm flying to Toronto tonight and I'll be there through October. October? But what about the show? Look, I'm sorry you won't be able to do the show anymore, but I just... Oh, we're doing the show. With or without you. Darling Casey, what we lack in basic technical skill, we can make up for with aesthetic and punchiness. Let's fucking plow through this! Elon Musk is preparing to launch his single-carrier rocket into deep space, or beyond. What does Elon know, and what is in that secret factory on Route 66 near Quana Avenue? Trial runs over, Danny. It's your show now. I hope I can make you proud. I'm taking over the podcast. It took a lot of determination and nerve to drive away those peeping sons of bitches from their own failing show. You'll never see your beloved gang of misfit podcast hosts again. I'll do whatever you ask. Just please, don't hurt them. Bench, release the captives into the alternate universe. The what now? You can't stand together if your universe is apart. Power up the time and SpaceX. And trust me when I tell you that there are far worse things than death. Where are you sending them? Looks like you're gonna have to wait and find out. How's this for a cliffhanger? So long, losers! This week's Peep Show, created by Carson Beck and Casey Dunn. Brought to you by Nobody. the show. Oh. I trusted him and he just let Donald Trump take over the show. This is not what I signed up for when I created a freaking sketch comedy podcast. Well, created? This week's peep show was my baby and you left. Both of you just up and left. Did you guys see all those realities in the vortex? I swear, I saw zombie Napoleon at the Battle of the Marne. Don't you know what this means? Where were you, Zach? I called and called after you bailed on the show, but you never picked up. Casey, I know you're feeling things right now, and so am I. But like, maybe think for one second about how difficult it must have been for the great powers to negotiate the Treaty of Versailles with Zombie Napoleon at the Hall of Mirrors. <laughs> Let me tell you, I think we would have had a pretty different outcome with the Alsace-Lorraine. That's what you care about right now? I mean, it's pretty incredible. Where the hell are we? It looks like the park by our apartment. Oh my god. Zeppelins. I see Zeppelins. Look up! Look up at the Zeppelins! Stop calling blimps Zeppelins! Don't you see? What? We're in an alternate timeline. What the hell are you talking about? This is elementary sci-fi. Every time you ever see a parallel universe, the first thing you notice is that they still use Zeppelins! I don't Carson, follow. obviously we're in another reality. Haven't you been following? After you guys quit, Danny and I produced a mysterious sketch set in Elon Musk's secret factory off Route 66 near Quana Avenue. Unsure who wrote it, we were desperate for sketches, and Danny and I pulled it off so well that I knew in that moment that I could trust Danny to take over the podcast without me. Which turned out to be total BS. 
Trump clearly listened to the show, found the time in SpaceX, and used the interdimensional portal to blast us into an alternate reality. It all makes perfect sense. Totally. Time and SpaceX? Wait, did you guys even listen to the episodes after you left? Why would I listen? I quit. And I was busy. I don't have time to listen to every podcast just because my friends are on it. <laughs> Solid. Look, all I know is I got abducted by the Secret Service, Danny Dayton Darby yelled at Donald Trump about some secret message from Elon Musk, and we got sent into a universe where the Hindenburg probably didn't blow up. I wonder what else is different. So what, now we're just stuck here? I assume so, unless someone tells us otherwise. I don't need this. I never needed any of this meta stuff. Well, I never needed either of you. I propose that we just go our separate ways. What? We're stuck here together. No, we're not. This is a whole different reality. A whole new world. Who knows the amount of distance we can't put between ourselves? I guess. It's Occam's razor. We don't like each other, and we can't stand being around each other. The simplest answer is then to just stop being around each other. Go off, explore the philosophical implications of multidimensional travel, and move on from our podcast. For once, I agree. The podcast is dead. Fine. It's settled then. No more of this week's peep show. I'm sorry, did you say this week's peep show? Yeah, don't worry, it's not a porn thing, it's a... It was a podcast. Holy shit, you're Casey! Yeah? Do I know you? Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, but I, I totally feel like I know you. I've listened to every episode and I think you're a genius. I am a diehard peeper. I didn't know peeper was a thing. And you're Carson! I can't believe how much taller you are in person! Wow! I loved the trailer you showed last night on Kimmel. I'm such a fan of biopics, and I can't wait to see what you do with the role. Carson's in a biopic? And of course, Zach! Oh, so you've heard of me? Oh my god, that that is a fascinating perspective. What? I have three shirts with that catchphrase on it. Look! I am immeasurably astonished. astonished! That's on the back! I loved the last episode of Zack Attack. Everyone in my office had their mind blown when they heard your no-holds-barred takedown of that pathetic Trump supporter. Oh, can I get a picture with all of you? Oh, uh, sure. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm taking a selfie with the Peep Show 3. Is that a selfie drone? Oh, I can't wait to post this. Oh, wow. After the live show tonight, you guys are going to be bigger than cereal. That's the biggest podcast. Right. The live show, sure. Are you coming? I wish. All the tickets sold out faster than LeBron when he joined the Warriors. I can't believe you got her to be on the show. Her? President Clinton. Right, her. Her. <laughs> President Clinton. President Clinton. Uh, her. Yeah, right. We, we got President Clinton to be on the show. Right. I'm so stoked. What are you going to ask her about first? Please tell me you'll start with a single-payer bill. Yes. Oh, yep. Sure will. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we got to prep for our final questions yeah. for President Clinton, mm -hmm. so yep. um, nice to see you and always <laughs> great to meet a fan. <laughs> Good to meet you. Oh, I can't wait to tell everyone. Wow, I love you. I love you. I legit 300% love all of you, and there will never be a harder thing in my life than jogging away from you. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I just get super weird when I meet celebrities. Bye, bye. I'm sorry, bye. We're famous. Oh my God. We are relevant. We are interviewing President Clinton. 
Oh my god. This is the greatest thing I ever won. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. This is it. We've made it. No more fighting. No more starving. No more Trump. Look, the portal. Something's coming out. Is that... A FaceTime X? A FaceTime X? Really? That's what it says on the camera. Hello, Peep Show 3. Trump? Trump? It's me, Donald J. Trump. America's president and star of the Donald J. Trump Show. Which is much, much more entertaining, punchy, and relevant than this week's Peep Show ever was. Isn't that right, Danny Ann? Leave me out of this. Danny? Is he wearing a Make America Great Again hat? Don't believe the hat. He forced me to. Enough. I'm sending this video message because when I transported you to World One, or whatever dimension you're in now, I didn't have time to tell you your mission. Mission? Your mission, and you'll choose to accept it. Believe me, is this find Elon Musk. Why does he want us to find Musk? I bet you're wondering why I want you to find Elon Musk. Well, too bad. You don't get to know. I know that after quitting my advisory council and going underground, Elon Musk contacted Danny Ann last episode. This week's peep show will be saved by a new kind of energy. Musk sent your podcast a message. Somehow, you know where his secret factory is. Find him. Or we could just not find him. If you behave disloyally to me and don't track Musk down, then you'll never come back to World 2 again. So the world where Trump won is World 2. We're the Divergent Universe. Our timeline is the darkest timeline. Yeah, that makes sense. You'll never get to experience the rest of my presidency. You'll never get to see just how great I'll make America. We're not helping him. How do you hang this thing up? My podcast is already so much more successful than- Sweet. So what now? We find our alternate selves, figure out what this world's about, and never speak again. Okay. Okay. World 2. Good riddance. My podcast is already so much more successful than Get On Your Knees, Tell Me About It, and Serial Combined. Believe me, the Donald J. Trump Show is the celebrity apprentice of podcasts, a term which, by the way, I invented. I invented podcasts. They hung up. They did what? They refused your call to adventure, such as it was. Uh, how can you tell? Did you not hear them? Oh, I thought it was a one-way phone. Didn't you, didn't you tell me that? I've never seen any of this Musk Time and SpaceX technology before in my life. Elon Musk. I knew. I totally knew. I never should have trusted that syrup-drinking bad hombre. Which is why I fully expected him to faithfully do everything I ever asked of him. Sounds like you didn't totally know that you shouldn't have trusted him. He betrayed me, Danny Ann. He told me that the time and SpaceX was ready for Operation Double Cross. Who came up with that name? Uh, probably me. I'm great at naming things. Trump Airlines, Trump Magazine, Trump Stakes. Man, those were, those were simpler times. Now it's all sign this and executive order that and impetuously target them. Now, whenever I make money, I have to hide it from the crooked media, David Fahrenholt, and my own intelligence agencies. And I thought that living homeless in a mattress store was bad. It sounds like you hate your job. 
Elon Musk told me that the time and SpaceX would make all my problems go away. But right when I was about to go through with Operation Double Cross, my friend Vladimir, I mean, uh, Padamir. I know you're talking about Vladimir Putin, which, by the way, weren't you going to do something about him kidnapping Jared Kushner just now? My friend Padamir told me that the KGB detected a bug in the time and SpaceX. You see, in order for my plan to work, I needed to both send something to World 1 and send something back to World 2. Which is this world? Our world is World 2? Are you with me? In the sense that I'm on your side? No. In the sense that I'm following what you're saying? Kinda. Padamir told me that Elon Musk's time in SpaceX only works one way, but my plan only works if it involves going both ways. Is that a bye joke? It's 2017, Danny. As I was saying, the one-way time in SpaceX wasn't going to get the job done. And when I confronted Elon Musk, he disappeared. Oh, sounds like Operation Double Cross didn't work out as well as it sounded. He literally disappeared, Danny, right in front of me. He vanished right before my eyes. He was out of there faster than a wig factory Irishman on Chinese New Year. It's astonishing how dramatically your racism breaks through your incoherence. I knew you wouldn't get it. Nobody gets it. Not even you or the Peep Show 3, who Padamir Putin told me had a very special connection to Elon Musk. Is that why you took over the podcast? To lure Elon Musk out of hiding? It worked, didn't it? The message... Thanks to Elon's little recording, I was able to pinpoint his exact location to a secret factory somewhere in World One. A factory which I thought your friends might be able to track down. Elon Musk's secret factory off Route 66 near Kwana Avenue. But I thought that was a joke. The time in SpaceX, the factory, all of it. When we aired those sketches back in Season 2, Episode 6, I assumed that Zack had written them. But how? How are we connected to Elon Musk? Well, maybe if your friends had bothered to accept their mission, which was honestly going to be terrific, they could have found out. Instead, I'm going to have to put this little plan on Carew's control. Oh, teddy bear. I am at your command, my president. Senator Ted Cruz, why are your eyes glowing? And what happened to your arms? And why are you naked? My president made me stronger. Together we win. I have the government whip up a couple of upgrades in case I'd need to use the Tedinator. Okay, you can't keep going back and forth. Cruise control, teddy bear, Tedinator. Just choose one Ted Cruise pun and tell him to put some pants on. Okay, okay. What do you think of the Brodiac Killer or the Lion Queen? Pick a lane. Tedinator! I am at your command, my president! Could you please command him to put on clothing? Tedinators can't wear clothes when they travel through interdimensional portals. Everyone knows that. Wait, no, you can't. Tedinator, I order you to find Elon Musk, activate Operation Double Cross, and if you see the Peep Show 3, kill them. Affirmative. Time and SpaceX activated. Please, they're my friends. And while you're at it, kill whatever version of Danny Ann you find in World One. He'll only get in the way. Affirmative. Time and SpaceX initiated. You monster. My friends are podcasters. Damn it, they'll stop you. 
Didn't you hear, Danny Ann? Your friends refused the call. Tedinator, enter the portal. Affirmative. Time and SpaceX. Enter. Jimmy, honey, be careful on the monkey bars. Kids these days believe they can do anything. If he breaks his arm, he can dial on the Affordable Care app for all mm-hmm. I care. Take up too much memory on mm-hmm. my phone. Did you hear about that crazy homeless hooligan who crashed a truck full of tiki torches into those Confederate statues? <gasps> that statue is a mile away from where I live. They say it's the same guy who drained Milo Yiannopoulos' pool claiming it was a white supremacist meeting spot. What do they call him? The Toon Eagle. The Melody Hawk. The Songbird. What a deranged lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> who does he think he is? The Terminator? <laughs> What was that? I am the Tedinator. Your clothes, give them to me. Is that Senator Ted Cruz? He's naked! Call the police! Oh my god, Jimmy, cover your eyes! I'm a friend of Elon Musk. Where is he? Get away from me, you! Stay away, you monster! Wow, there are way more people here than I would have guessed. Should we stand in the back? We might get recognized. Who cares? We can't distract from the show. If we interfere too much with the other versions of ourselves, it could throw off the space-time continuum. I thought that was time travel. Look, until we have the rules spelled out for us, we just have to assume that all the sci-fi tropes are in play. Let's give a warm welcome to the winners of the Subscribe Award for Auditory Excellence of the Malibu International Podcast Festival. This year, we are honored to have this week's Peep Show here with us live with special guest, President Hillary Rodham Clinton. Thank you so much, Steve. It is such an honor to be on the pod. It's really her. And she's really the president. Cool, but where are we? I think they're about to bring us out. But they already brought out the guests, so... I guess we're just that baller. And now, the hosts of this week's Peep Show. You know them, you love them. You gave them five stars on iTunes and told all your friends you want them to have your children. First up, the unanimous winner of this year's Slammy Award for Sickest Freestyle Poem, fresh-faced good boy, Casey Dunn! All podcasts are invisible. Do I... Do I have a goatee? Well, you just dropped a Neumann KMS-105. Clearly, you do whatever the hell you want. You know him from producing the blockbuster that took the summer by storm, Carson's own superhero movie, where Ryan Gosling played the gritty vigilante known as Superhero Man. He made you laugh in last year's Cinema Award-winning indie dramedy, Carson's own Family Christmas, where Ryan Seacrest finally found the role he was destined to play as a middle-aged underdog who's just trying to keep his family together. And he blew your ever-loving mind in the ABO prestige drama, Carson's own TV anti-hero, where he collaborated with director Ryan Johnson on the three-part season finale that made everybody scratch their heads in confusion. Come to think of it, is there a Ryan that this guy hasn't worked with? Just Reynolds, old sport. It's Carson Beck! I don't know what's more off-putting. Your goatee or your appropriation of Tyler Perry Presents? He's wearing four Rolexes. On each hand. It's like he produced my dream journal. Let me just say, it is so nice to finally meet you, Carson. Your documentary about my victory brought a tear to my eye. You know, to the extent that women are allowed to cry. <laughs> and finally... The brilliant British pundit who made Jared Kushner cry on his podcast. British? The educational, informational, sensational, Zach 
Lock in! Cheers, Steve. Don't forget the time I got Bernie Sanders to admit that he wouldn't have won. Gotta admit, I super liked that episode. <laughs> Nobody's super liking that goatee. It's an alternate universe. Everyone has goatees. Super liking is a Tinder thing, but cheers. Why are you British? I... we... I'm not, but maybe the other version of me is. It kind of sounds like he's just putting on an accent. Well, maybe in this timeline, I was born in Stratford-upon-Avon. Is that how alternate universes work? Why not? He's definitely not faking the accent, probably. Let's get this show on the road! What's up, peepers, peeperonies, puppy and me, peepers, skeepers, peepin' toms, and peeper poopers. We're live from the Malibu International Podcast Festival with our special guest, President Hillary Clinton. Thanks, Casey. It is such an honor to be on the pod. Let's get right into it. One year ago, you were elected our country's first female president. On a scale of 1776 to 2017, How woke is our country? P-woke, gang. (laughs) That said, 2016 revealed that the country faces some pretty deep divisions. As president, I've worked tirelessly to identify and address a number of systemic socioeconomic challenges. For instance... So what you're saying is, we've got a long way to go, but we're definitely stronger together. I'm with her. And I'm with you, which is why millions of Americans turned out to the polls. By working together, we can tackle the rise of hate groups in this country. Domestic terrorism is at the highest rate in decades, and it all comes down to extremists. The KKK, the neo-Nazis, the alt-right. Yeah, but can we talk about those emails, though? In a minute. I'd just like to make a quick point about an issue which isn't receiving a lot of attention. We covered it. Well, of course you did. Your songbird sketch was all over the Facebooks last month. But I think it may have fallen short of highlighting the extent to which extremist groups are mobilizing out of the public eye. In fact... Songbird is a grown man who dresses up like a bird, prowls the streets at night, and beats up rednecks and skinheads while singing ABBA songs. The sketch practically wrote itself. Sure. So, as I was saying... What about Trump? What about Trump? Donald Trump was the last gasp of white supremacy in this country. When you beat him, it pretty much proved what we already knew. America would never elect an authoritarian, let alone a predatory, illiterate reality television host. He never stood a chance. Right, and neither do the far right. Nationalism lost, and they know it. It's only a matter of time before they get over their crush on spray-tan fascism and see reason. Well, my predecessor and I always believed that Donald Trump would never become president of this country. But his movement was stronger than anyone could have predicted. We should try to learn from what happened, even if he never will. No doubt. But he lost. Tell him that. I mean, have you seen Trump TV? He's gotten so deranged, I truly think that he believes he won. Quite right, old sport. Which brings us to a little game we like to call Crazy or Criminal. This is a game where you make fun of Trump TV, right? We speak truth to imagine power. In this segment, we play a clip from Trump's show. Whenever he says something so outrageously obscene that we're not sure whether to laugh or cry, we pause the clip by shouting, um, but, and ask ourselves, is he crazy or is he criminal? It's pretty self-explanatory. 
unlike life. I'm not sure if it's fair to me to play a game against my political adversary. After all, I already beat him. That's the spirit. All right, this clip comes to us from last night's live stream. Roll clip. The world is a lie. Everything that every politician has ever said has been a lie, believe me. Um, but, well, that's just crazy, not to mention paradoxical. How can we believe him when he's a politician like everyone else? And that's your final answer? Yep, crazy. Points. Resume clip. All the world's a swamp, and all the Muslims and women merely alligators. And that's why the American people elected me, Donald K. Trump. Um, but... Did he just call himself Donald K. Trump? His middle name is John. That's just... I'm not sure what the point of this exercise is. It's a game. Sure, it may be fun to laugh at the more embarrassing things he says and does, but I would like to point out that the more we wrote Donald Trump off as crazy during the primaries, the harder it became to see his policies for the dangerous and deplorable mess they were. Sure, but he lost. So, crazy or criminal? Look, I'm not trying to be a buzzkill, but I don't think this is the most productive conversation. Resume the claim. Elected me, Donald K. Trump, to be president of this country. Something has to change. Big league, starting with the illegally elected fake president, crooked Hillary Nasty Rodham Lion Clinton. Now, I don't know whatever happened to all those Second Amendment people who I was hoping, and am still hoping, could make a tremendous point or two in this argument. Um, but. He's advocating for my assassination. That's definitely criminal. Points. Unless Congress gets off their lazy butts to impeach her and allow me to assume my rightful place as president within the next 25 hours, I will be forced to resort to Operation Double Cross, a plan that has something to do with the secret factory, which, believe me, nobody could ever see coming. That's enough. The lies that man must live with every day. It's astonishing. It's gotten pathetic. 60 million fake voters, Russian hacking, Clinton Foundation suppression of WikiLeaks, he's living a lie. And so are the millions of red-hatted yokels who watch the show. That's a bit harsh. They're still Americans, just like you and I. I'm British. Sure you are. Let's talk about the emails. Fine. There are rumors that Congress is on the verge of impeachment. Yep. They blocked your nomination of Barack Obama to the Supreme Court. The polls said that the vast majority of Americans wanted him. They brought FBI Director James Comey in to testify against you. Just a stunt. They were showboating. And Bill O'Reilly has spent the entire year mobilizing Republicans against your husband for his many allegations of sexual misconduct. It's disgusting. So, I guess our question is this. What'd you think about our email sketch? The sketch? Oh. You mean that song you did? The email song. Hillary, your approval rating is in the toilet. Despite your many executive orders to improve the lives of Americans whose Congress has failed them so. We were hoping that you might be interested in blowing off some steam by joining us and our fans in a cover of the song of this summer, but her emails. You invited me to your podcast for a sing-along? Are you in? You betcha. Let's go. Are you kidding? This is disgusting. I want to hear the song. Yo, shut up. We're trying to do a show. Sorry, love the show. Dude, you're calling too much attention. People are going to recognize us. Is that Casey? Everyone look, it's this week's Peep Show 3. What's going on back there? Security. Ah! Let's bounce. Oh my God.
That was close. That was a disaster. How so? We sounded like idiots. Where were the policy questions? Did you see how successful we were? Those guys knew how to own a stage. They said nothing. But it was fun and interesting, and I bet they make some good-ass money. There's that money again. What about it? All you care about is money. Well, everything you say bores me. Guys, shut it. Check it out. Our booth! Everyone, look! It's this week's Peep Show 3! No, we're the Peep Show 3. Wait. They're both the Peep Show 3! Get them! Oh, no. Ah! Oh, dear lads! Run! Quick, under this table! I think we're safe. Thank God. God bless. Huh? Huh? Wait. Hold on. You're me. You're me. (laughs) This week's Peep Show. Season finale to be concluded. Season 2, Episode 8. Written by Casey Dunn, Daniel Dalla, Daniel Herman, John Henry Kurtz, Joshua James, Zach Larkin, and Zane Grace. With performances by... Alex Lee, Amanda Cook, Brock Powell, Carson Beck, Casey Dunn, Daniel Herman, Ellie McDaniel, Evan Friedman, Jason Lanier-White, Kyle Chappell, and Zach Larkin. Music by Carson Beck, Daniel Dalla, Ryan Reverso, and Zach Larkin. 